Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of 100 Yards Football Sports Talk Radio. I'm your host and producer this evening, Logan Landers, and joining me to talk about the 2024 Rose Bowl preview between the Michigan Wolverines and the Alabama Crimson Tide, Mr. Football, Vince Turner. Vince, how are you doing this afternoon, my friend? How you doing, man? Merry Christmas. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas. And uh, it's going to be a very Merry Christmas for one of these teams, as we see. Of course, this is a New Year's game on January 1st. The Rose Bowl, a lot of tradition behind it. And we have two very strong teams. But before we talk about keys to victory for both of these teams, uh, be sure to give us a follow, like, comment, share, and subscribe on both Facebook and YouTube so you don't miss a single episode that comes out. Also on our podcast, thanks to the Believe Podcast Network, you can find us anywhere and everywhere you listen to your podcast. Well, Vincent, let's get into it. Let's talk about the Alabama Crimson Tide and uh, some of their keys to victory in this matchup. So as we know, Alabama coming into this game, 12-1, and their one loss coming to Texas earlier in the season. But since then, have went on a heck of a winning streak. And, of course, back in early December, they got the major, major upset, beating the Georgia Bulldogs, winning the SEC championship, and thus punching their ticket into the college football playoff top four selections right there. Now, when you look at this Alabama team, obviously, you're led by Jalen Milrow, who is just really turned it on, who's been looking great uh, since he was benched all those weeks ago. It feels like a fever dream at this point. Because, uh, I mean, Tyler Buckner, the guy who, uh, excuse me, Ty Simpson, the guys who filled in for him, one's already gone. They done transferred to play lacrosse somewhere else. So I, I think Milrow has uh, hammered down that starting spot uh, for, for quite some time. But the keys for victory for the offense, obviously for Milrow, just stay comfortable, stay reloosed get things rolling and keep it going like you've been doing in these big games. We know against Georgia, threw the ball 192 final yardage in that one. He looked sharp. He got it done against some big games as well, like LSU, Tennessee, Ole Miss. I mean, he's proven that, you know, but besides getting benched earlier in the season, he can get it done against big teams and against in these big games when the spotlight is a little bit brighter. Uh, and now this is obviously, you know, the biggest game of his career up till this point. So we'll see if he can keep it rolling. The receiving game, obviously, Jace, or excuse me, the rushing game, Jace McClellan, Roydell Williams, both those gentlemen, kind of sneaky. And I say that because they've both got over 500 yards uh, and they can both run the rock for around five to a little bit over 4.8 yards per carry. So both those guys, I need them to set the tempo. And by me by that, yeah, you don't have to break off giant runs. That's fine. But just crush the defense, I would say. If you wear down that defensive line, which we'll talk about Michigan in just a second and just how dominant they are, if you can just kind of nibble away at that for a few quarters and let Milrow go to work and just get his passing game going, Alabama will be set on offense. At the receiving court, man, we all know what they've got. Jermaine Burton, who's been electric this year. Eight grabs, or excuse me, eight touchdowns. 35 grabs for him for 777 yards. Isaiah Bond, who's also looked sharp. Kobe Prentons, Malik Benson. I mean, they've got a slew of really talented wide receivers. And Vincent, we've seen Nick Saban in the past kind of in bigger games, uh, maybe throw some different looks out there, throw some different guys out there, uh, and really just kind of throw the defense off, and, and especially, you know, just get some different looks. So if you're the receiving court, you just got to be able to get some space and, and just, you know, obviously keep it clean. Can't have drop passes. Got to just convert the tight 
you know, first downs, runs of the sticks, and just get it in gear. So the offense, I think they'll be clicking. I think they'll be looking good. And I, I think overall for Alabama, they're they're going to look solid on offense. I'm not worried about that. I always like to look at the extra points to the guys in the kicking game in these big games because those matter most. Uh, Will Reichard, we know, is you know an Alabama legend when it comes to how well he's kicked the ball throughout his career there. Overall, 53-53 from extra points, pretty much automatic. 20-23 field goals, solid for 87%. All three of his misses, Vincent, came from the 40-49 to 49 range. But it is nice to see he's 100% uh, 3-for-3 three three out in 50-plus. So I think for Alabama, they're looking solid on offense. I think that obviously they have a very talented team. And uh, I'm expecting big things from them. So what are your keys to victory in this game, Vincent? What can Alabama do to get the uh, – I would, I would say it's an upset with this one, one versus four. So what can they do to knock off, knock off the Michigan Wolverines? I'm going to say this about the University of Alabama in the second half of the season, especially in SEC competition. They've been one of the most mature teams in the country. They trailed in five games and won all five games in the second half of the season. Think about that for a mm -hmm. minute. In five games, they trailed going into the second half. Of course, they got the hottest player in college football now, Jalen Merrill. It's really funny when you look back to the season, there was a guy that was benched yep. in the South Florida game, and we didn't know whether or not he was going to even be quarterback at the University of Alabama. They was The other two quarterbacks performed so poorly that Nick Saban came out the following week and said, hey, we're going to go with Jalen Merrill. For the rest of the season, the young man, all he's done is accounted for 28 touchdowns, only five turnovers. The young man has played at another level, 6'2", 220 pounds, acceleration like Lamar Jackson. And he's had, and his players had Alabama playing as a very confident team. Then they got the X factor on defense. Anytime you got a championship level football team, not only you got to have good players on the offensive side, Defensively, Dallas Turner's been that lights-out guy all season long for Alabama. Moving up the draft boards now. A lot of people got him listed as a top-ten pick going into 2024 NFL draft. All I can say, big-time players, they make big-time plays. Dallas Turner, 14.5 tackles for loss, nine sacks, 13 quarterback hurries. And think about this, in the key game against LSU, he knocked Jalen Daniels out. This is a very confident Alabama team, man. It's playing with a very confident player at the quarterback position. And the young man has overcame adversity. I see Alabama being, being very hard to beat on January the 1st in the Rose Bowl. Yes, sir. And let's talk about the top team in the nation, uh, a team who has had some a lot of things said about them, right, on the field, off the field, and that's the Michigan Wolverines coming into this matchup. Uh, all the hype in the world around them, a lot of, of weight on their shoulders. They're hoping to lift um, if they can get it done this season. Let's talk about this team, obviously, led by J.J. McCarthy, um, who's had a solid season, close to 20 touchdowns, over 2,600 yards through the air. But the thing I look at, Vincent, he's got a 74% completion percentage, which is just electric. That is phenomenal. You love to see that. Only four interceptions throughout the entire season. That's what he needs to do. Keep it clean. Just do what you've been doing the whole season. And I would say give the ball uh, to a guy in the backfield who's ran it for 218 times, just over 1,000 yards. But most importantly, he's got 24 touchdowns. You got to get Blake Corum going. That, that's your bread and butter on offense right there. If you can give him the ball and have him make some big plays, 
I mean, that's what Michigan has been doing, you know, the entire season. There's a reason that they're undefeated, and that is in thanks in part to how well their running game is uh, with Blake Corum. Donovan Edwards also can chip in if need be, but Corum is definitely the star right there. And, of course, the receiving game, Roman Wilson. I mean, he is electric, 11 touchdowns for him, a 16-point average per catch. 662 yards, 41 grabs. Colston Loveland, the tight end, also is looking great. 40 grabs, 572. He's got four TDs for him. And the thing for for Michigan, just I would say, Vincent, on their offensive game, just keep it rolling like you've been doing all year. I mean, we, we see they can put up points all season long. I mean, their lowest scoring game this year was against Iowa. And that they scored, they scored 26 points in that game. Which isn't that that's not low at all by any means necessary. That's is still a very good score. So man, you, you know that Michigan is just they're dominating teams right now. And their offense can get it done, but I'll let you take over on the defense and where they're really punishing teams. Give us your thoughts. Well, basically they allow only 10 points a game. Um, they play good defense all year. They shut down Penn State. They held Marvin Harrison in check, even though Marvin Harrison Junior went over 100 yards. They got an excellent football player. Their cornerback, Mike Sandsteel, is the leader of the Michigan defense. He forced two fumbles in the Big Ten championship game. So it's a team that plays a lot of good quality defense. But I'm going to tell you, going into this football game against Alabama, I'm just hoping that Michigan, even though they only gave up 10 points on the year, they're not going to face nothing like they're facing Jalen Merrill. A very, very fast guy that can make plays with his feet. A dual threat guy. And one thing about Michigan, we know that they got quality athletes. But I want to know what is their team speed going to be like when they take Alabama on their Rose Bowl stadium turf? Mm-hmm. Is Michigan going to face an Alabama team that I think Michigan hasn't faced a team with this type of team speed? And I think the key to the whole football game, especially when it comes to Michigan, you brought up Mr. Black Corn. When he's productive, really productive, and what I mean, going over 100 yards, it opens up everything else with J.J. McCartney. Mm-hmm. And then the defense doesn't have to play a lot of possessions because Michigan is a team that likes to play ball control and pound it with corn. But make no mistake, if Alabama is able to shut down Michigan's ground game, I'm not saying J.J. McCartney, he's an NFL high draft pick, can beat him in the passing game, but it's going to change the whole complex of the game. And getting back to the Michigan defense, it's plain and simple. What type of game plan do you have for Jalen Merrill? Because you're not going to face, number one, an offense with this type of team speed and Isaiah Booth, excuse me, Isaiah Bond, um, the young man that came from Georgia, I can't think his name right now, Jermaine Burton. Yep. The wide receiver, okay, I'm going to get his name right, and Jalen Merrill, excellent team speed, and look what they did to Georgia, who at the time was the number one team in the country. Well said, well said. <laughs> Man, I, I am looking forward to this game, Vincent, because like you said, it's the it's the tremendous just willpower that Alabama's had this year um, and how well they've looked. Obviously, the, the great coaching pedigree for both these teams with Harbaugh and with Saban. Uh, in, a, in a good battle here, it's the big defense. It's the defensive lineman out there in Michigan. If they can get to you know Jalen Milrow, how many times they can sack him? Because we've seen Alabama have some issues this year on the O line, and it's going to be receivers going up against you know top tier defensive backs. It's going to be running game against line. It, it's it's just everything you want 
in a top four matchup. And I'm looking forward to it, Vincent. Well, it's time for our final scores, man. And, and this is a tough one for me. Um, and I, I, I might have to go, even though they are the number one ranked team, I guess you could call it an upset just because they've had issues getting to the big game. But I'll go to Michigan Wolverines. I just feel better with them. I, I like the way they play the game. And there, there's something about this season that just feels a little bit different compared to years past. Final score in this one, though, this is going to be a tough one. I'll go final score with Alabama putting up, or excuse me, with Michigan putting up 30, and I'll have Alabama getting 24. So it's going to be a really close ball game. Do you see the same result, Fence, or are you going to go roll tide? Hey, man, I got to go with the team who I think got better team speed. I'm going with roll tide. I think they got everything going for them. I think they got a hell of a Cinderella story and Jalen Merrow. I think people don't really understand that if Ty Simpson or Tyler Buckner would have performed at a any type of level that day against South Florida. There's no question about it. We would never seen Jalen Merrill play for the University of Alabama this year. But things worked out with a young man came back. And looking at how he's performed since that game, I'm gonna put it back out there again. 28, he's combined for 28 touchdowns and only five turnovers. And think about what he kind of really went through. We know how the Alabama fan base is. After the Texas loss, if you were listening to any sports shows in the state of Alabama, man, you should have heard what they were saying about Jalen Merrill. It was just unbelievable. Oh, he's not our quarterback. He hasn't progressed. They're not saying it now. And look what that young man has done since he was renamed the starter and he's taken Alabama to the college football playoffs. And I just think with everything going on, and he's going to be – in my opinion, the best player on the field because he could do so much. He's gotten better throwing the football. He definitely is an explosive runner, can make yards with his feet. That's going to be a hard matchup for the Michigan defense. And when you start doing that, that means Isaiah Bond is going to have an opportunity. Jermaine Burton is going to have an opportunity. And I just seen Alabama rolling. Final score, Alabama 31, Michigan 20. And think about this. I don't want to throw no shots out there, but Florida State, Mike Norrell, you coached at the University of Memphis, and, man, I'm so disappointed that you didn't get in. But they got it right, man. Alabama is the better team simply because of this. I keep saying it's about money, right? Oh, yeah. It was an article came out and said, who's the most viewed football team this year in college football? You know who's at top of the list? Alabama, Alabama and Georgia. Not surprised by that at all, Mr. Turner. As always, I appreciate your expertise each and every single week. I've been your host, producer, Logan Landis. Want to hear you in the comments, though. Who's going to win the Rose Bowl? Who's going to be moving on to the finals? Is it going to be Alabama? Is it going to be Michigan? We want to hear you in our comments section on Facebook and YouTube. Also, go download our podcast and we'll anywhere you listen to our shows. Thanks to our friends at the Believe Podcast Network. Well, guys, go enjoy your weekend. Have a very Merry Christmas. And uh, like I said, we'll talk to you guys again on another. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.